What is a customer experience path? This question seems to be coming up more and more as I chat with entrepreneurs that are trying to fix or grow their business. And this is one of the tools that you can take advantage of. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am Dylan Gallagher, and this is my weekly podcast where I get to chat about things that I am learning or discovering in my travels, helping entrepreneurs fix, grow, or fund their business. And oftentimes, you know, I was just thinking as I was about to record this that there's not a lot of premeditated thought that goes into these episodes. In fact, many times what I what I find myself doing during the course of a week is Someone will ask me an interesting question or I'll find that I come out of an interesting conversation with an entrepreneur and I'll send myself an email and kind of just flag it in my inbox. So at any given time, I've got these ideas in my inbox that give me the opportunity to kind of figure out what I'm going to talk about in these episodes. And so you get to hear these episodes uh, and my thoughts and comments as I'm thinking uh, about them for maybe the first time. And uh, it's uh, often when I'm uh, done recording one of these episodes, I often uh, will think of things that I failed to mention or forgot to mention. And I don't know, maybe there's like an opportunity to do an episode called like uh, missing pieces or final thoughts or something like that. But this week's question was posed to me, uh, what is a customer experience path? Uh, because we have got, uh, or I've got a um, uh, um, an initiative right now where we're getting a bunch of web leads and um, uh, folks are asking about how to fix their business and getting information about it. And uh, this is one of the things I talk about all the time in person. And I thought maybe I would put it in podcast form because maybe there's someone listening to this that I haven't had the opportunity to chat with uh, directly. And this might be something that you find interesting. So big shout out to everyone that uh, sends me a note or sends me a follow-up message. Um, Actually, I've gotten a few text messages here in the last week with people that are saying, thanks for the episode, Dylan. It's been great. You seem to catch me at the right time with the right thing. And uh, and that's awesome because that's why I do this. I hope that these episodes and uh, me being a talking head either puts a stone in your shoe and annoys you <laughs> to take a different path and get that stone out of your shoe, uh, or it's an encouragement uh, to men- uh, meant to help get you through a moment that maybe you're having a tough time getting through. And uh, this episode uh, is done because I think that being an entrepreneur is pretty tough, you know, getting up every day and having hope and optimism in something that you can't maybe see the results of and you need to keep going. And by bringing kind of practical ideas forward and things to think about that um, uh, maybe you find some relief in listening to this episode and find, uh, you know, some encouragement and, and some direction. And so, Let's get started. Let's get started in this particular episode talking about a customer experience path. And if you've read my blog or listened to my podcast, uh, you probably have heard me talking um, to some degree about what this this whole concept is. Um, And I've usually framed it in the context of uh, Brian Chesky from Airbnb, who I heard years ago give this example. And since then, it's sort of stuck with me. And then like anything, once you hear it, you sort of develop this this bias towards um, thinking that it's the solution to a lot of problems, and so far for me, it has been, and and it certainly has been a good roadmap for me to understand when we're 
when I'm dealing with a business or, or dealing with an entrepreneur or any of my own things and I feel stuck, I often refer back to this concept as a way to ground myself and give me a foundation for uh, continuing uh, to go forward and, and to kind of have a plan. So what is a customer experience path? Well, Airbnb and Brian Chesky, he kind of pitched this idea that when they were starting their business, he brought in, I think, some people from Disney or from one of the movie studios and said, look, I would like a bunch of creative people to storyboard for our business what our customers are going to experience when they work with us. And his point was he wanted to deliver an, an amazing experience to their customers. And so they started with what would a, what would like, if you're reviewing a business and, or you're going to review Airbnb and you're going to get a five-star review, what would have had to have occurred in order for that rating to get, to get you five out of five stars. And so they drew these pictures and it, you know, sort of showed their customer going through all these different scenarios. And then Brian just started asking the question, what would a, a 10 star experience look like and what would a 20 star experience look like and what would a 30 star ex- and he kind of worked his way up to a hundred stars if if we delivered this experience through these drawings and through this storyboard our customers would give us like a hundred stars out of five <laughs> because it's so amazing now what I what I took from that at the time was just this idea of imagining what could be possible and then trying to understand how to incorporate it into a business. But since then, I've iterated on this theory a little bit to lay because I'm a math guy, I'm pretty black and white. I think about, you know, I'm, I'm working in finance all day long and and so my ma- my mind leans more towards kind of logic and and math. And this customer experience path, I kind of laid math over top of it and said, you know, it takes an, you know, assuming that your business is delivering a great customer experience, and just to give us kind of, you know, a leveling moment for a minute, your business's ability to be profitable is based on the value that it delivers to customers that need uh, and want your product or, or the service that your business offers. Value is defined by the experience that they have when they are interacting with your product or your service. And so people are prepared to pay disproportionately for a better experience um, because um, that it, you know uh, because that's value is perceived. And so um, you have to work to provide value and you never really know whether it's working or not until you can look at your pricing and your market position. And so the example I always use is fundamentally, uh, an iPhone and a Samsung Galaxy do the same thing. But the experience you get from using either of those devices is not the same when you use the app stores, when you use the podcasts, when you surf the web, when you look for your contacts, when you try to connect with your hardware. The iPhone just gives you a better experience. And the Galaxy doesn't give you the same experience. And the, the evidence is in the math. And so assuming that your business as a leveling point, assuming your business can deliver a great experience to customers, then what fits on top of that or what I've been working away at over the last little while is this idea that what does the math look like in your business? You know, if you simply delivered your product or service to your customer, you earned revenue, you had some profit, what path would you continue to take that customer down so that your business would have the opportunity to serve that customer again? Is your business something that could provide multiple um, offerings to a customer? Is your business something where um, 
you need to look for new opportunities to service them with maybe a different product or a different service, or maybe you need to get into a strategic relationship with another business to continue to enhance that experience. But basically, what is, you know, marketers will call this the lifetime value of your client, but I've always found that difficult to understand because it never really landed anywhere until I heard Brian Chesky talk about this customer experience path. And, you know, if our customers did X, Y, and Z, we get a five-star rating. If they did X, Y, and Z, ABC, we would get a 10-star rating. And then I got thinking about it in revenue. Well, if we delivered to our customers this product and this service, then we would earn this much money. If, if we delivered them, you know, product A, product B, could we give them product C? What would that look like? And then we could earn this much money. And in, in exchange, they're getting this much value. And then, well, what if we could offer them product A and then six months later, product B, and then a year later, product C, and then a year after that, product D, you know, what does it look like to take your customers down this path? And the, the, if you're looking to Google this idea and learn a little bit more about it, you probably would look up lifetime value of a customer and you'd find it kind of in, in, in the marketing section of business advice websites and that sort of thing. But for me, I, I think of it more in terms of laying it across the experience that you're providing to your customers. So, so first of all, what is the customer experience path? Well, it's the path that you want your customers to walk down from an experience perspective, how they interact with your business. But then you want to lay right beside it the math for what that experience looks like. So if your business was successful in solving one problem for a customer, your business will earn X. If your business was successful in solving two problems for your customer, your business would earn Y. And you can keep going down this path and, and you end up kind of building like a strategy for how you want to see customers find out about your business, come into your business, continue interact to continue to interact with your business, to find a way to maybe exit your business. But you you really do think through an entire path. And I recently was working with an accounting firm and we were talking about this. And what's interesting about an accounting firm, of course, is that every year there's an opportunity to do tax work. You can do tax work corporately, you can do personal tax work. But then there was this other angle that said, you know, once we're done tax season, what if we could then move them into an investment review? We could, we could move uh, our clients, you know, the kind of the path that, that we would see them go through is they'd come in the front door, we would get them, we would, we would uh, get to do their tax work for them. And then as soon as tax season was over, we'd move into an investment portfolio review that lined up with their retirement plan, that then lined up with their insurance needs. And by the time we walk that customer through the entire year, we're back at tax season again, and then the cycle repeats and we keep walking them down this path and moving them through these different experiences that we want them to go through. And along the way, we are able to offer them additional services. We are able to stabilize our revenue so it's not so lumpy over the course of a year. We make a lot of money at tax time. We don't make a lot of money in July in the middle of summer. So this would give us the opportunity to stabilize out our revenue, and it would actually give us an opportunity to adjust our margins for those customers. So arguably, if they were to get these services individually from the different providers in the marketplace, it would cost them a certain amount of money. But because we can bundle it and leverage our people and our knowledge of the customer and our systems, we can actually deliver those individual services at a lower price because of efficiency to our customers. And so that's just one quick example to help illustrate what a customer experience path is. It's what path is your business going to take customers down? 
And then how, what is your revenue and what, are, what is your revenue? And ultimately what do your margins look like as you move them down this path? And I think that a lot of entrepreneur, entrepreneurs spend a lot of time thinking about the, how do I get a sale from a customer? I don't think they spend as much time thinking about how to get an additional sale or a referral, much less how to predict which customers will be where this year, next year, and the following year within the context of their business. And so this accounting firm, we were actually able to begin to map out which customers we knew were going to continue to be customers year over year. We were able to identify the customers that we didn't want walking down the path because they were not our profitable customers. They were the customers or the clients rather that were the biggest pain in our rear end to deal with. And so we knew that We'll keep them today because they pay the bills, but ultimately if we can find our ideal customer, we'll slot them into that part, into that spot in our portfolio, and we'll continue to grow out our client base the way we want it and what we want our clients that are going to keep moving with us down this path that we have set for them and hopefully keep them as clients for life. Hence, what is the lifetime value of a client? Well, if you walk them down a customer experience path, in terms of the products and services that you can offer them over the lifetime that you're going to have them, and then lay underneath that your revenue and your margins and ultimately what your profitability is. Now you've really bolted all of the pieces of your business together. But the other thing that it does is it helps you show maybe some weak spots in your business. Again, entrepreneurs generally can get the first sale not with the same level of success, get a repeat sale, and then definitely not have any sense of which customers are going to generate how much revenue for them each year. And so customer experience path exercise helps an entrepreneur figure all of that out. And so if, if this is the first time you've heard of this, or this is the first time that you've thought of this, the question is, great, Dylan, this all sounds good, but what's our next step? Well, the next step is to look at your client base. And to understand which clients are your best clients and why they're your best clients, which clients are not your best clients and why they're not your best clients, and then say, okay, if we wanted to keep this percentage of clients, what do we want to do with them? They're using our business, they're using our products, they're using our services to solve a problem in their life. What other problems could we solve or what problems can we continue to solve for them? And can we be strategic about it? Can we say, we got this customer in January. By March, we will be able to do this for them. By September, we're going to be able to do this. And let's just stop there. Let's just see if we can move customers through one or two gates and offer them more than what we're offering now. And then as we talk through that and start to implement it and to see how it works, the path that we take customers down is, is just going to it's just going to appear and it's going to seem obvious. And then and then what that does is it helps us understand how we're going to have a stable um, uh, top line, our revenue, how to stabilize out our revenue. It gives us an opportunity to understand how specifically, very specifically, how we're going to grow because we're going to take this group of customers and start moving them down this path. And ultimately, our goal is to get every customer on this path. And if we can get them on this path, then this is what our business ultimately looks like. And you've basically reinvented your business. So where do you start? You start with working, uh, understanding what you have to work with in terms of which customers are good, which ones are not. And then for your good customers, starting to talk through and work through how you could continue to solve problems for them using the knowledge, experience, and resources that your business has at its fingertips, and then figuring out a way to start communicating that with your clients and moving them down this path that you have marked out for them. So 
hopefully you found some measure of value in uh, what this is and, and what a customer experience path is. And it, it, when you see it work, it's really amazing because you can't imagine there was ever a time in your business where you didn't already know middle of next year which clients are going to be where. It adds a level of stability to your business. It adds a level of confidence and calmness to your mind because now instead of worrying about the next sale, you are taking proactive steps to determine where the next sales are going to come from because you've marked out where you want all your customers um, and where you want them all to be and when you want them to be there. So it's it's just an amazing exercise. And if you need some help, I'd love to help you with that. Feel free to reach out to me in whichever form you can. Email, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, the coordinates are in the podcast notes, so would love to chat with you. And uh, I hope you this time, this was time well spent, you know, as you end this podcast, hopefully you hang up your earbuds or turn it off and just get thinking through, that's interesting, you know, how do we take our customers down a path that we set out for them and what are the possibilities of um, improving our business by, by doing that. So thanks for tuning in and I sure hope that you tune in to next week's episode.